Welcome to the WanderLearn podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. In this week's episode, we'll be interviewing Bauman. Bauman is from Iran, and he has lived both in West Africa and East Africa, specifically Nigeria and Tanzania. I ask him, why did he get attracted to Nigeria in the first place? What made him, what made him go out there? What shocked him when he first arrived there? What about how do they compare the two countries between Tanzania and Nigeria? Are they similar? Are they different? If so, how are they different? And how are they similar? What does he love most about Nigeria? What did, you know, how did they raise the children? How is it different? Is it, do they have other myths that he would like to dispel about Nigeria? What shocked him when he came to Tanzania? What about the pace of life? What keeps him coming back to Africa? And what are the skill sets that you need to have in order to live and work in Africa? Where would he like to go next after having spent so much time in both of these countries? So these are some of the questions I have. He has a fascinating perspective. It's just a 30-minute episode. Tune in and listen and maybe learn a few things about East and West Africa. Welcome to the WanderLearn podcast. This is Frank Tapon, and today I have Baman Keramati, who is from Iran, but he's spent quite a bit of his life in Africa. He's been in Nigeria as well as Tanzania, and Lagos as well as Dar es Salaam. So, uh, welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Francis. So it's been it's been more than ten years for me being in Africa. So uh, I mean to introduce myself. My name is Bahman Keramati. I'm I'm Iranian, born in uh, 1980 in Tehran. Uh, so I had my I finished my university, uh, and I got my bachelor degree in 2006. And immediately after graduation, I move. I start. I actually I moved to Africa. I moved to Nigeria. In 2007, in the late 2006, and and then I start my, I mean, say, professional career in in Africa. So since then, I've been in Africa. Spent uh, six years in in Nigeria, basically in West Africa, and then uh, then I moved back to Ir- in Iran for for two years. I stayed there, and then again I moved to Tanzania. So it's been slightly been more than two years is 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 approximately three years that I've been in night in Tanzania and right now we are at some beach that's I don't even know the name of this beach but it's really spectacular it's not it's about maybe an hour away from Dar es Salaam the 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 big city of of Tanzania what's the name of this beach here yeah I'm not sure about the beach but I mean this area called South Beach and where we are, uh, where we are sitting right now, it's uh, it's kind of private beach. So it's I mean you may uh, and Changani Beach Resort. So it's but it's a private beach, but very nice as you said. Yeah. So if you hear a little bit of wind in the background, uh, then you'll understand why. So, okay. So tell us first of all, why did you pick Lagos? Why did you end up in Nigeria? And then later on, we're going to get into the whole conversation of like comparing the two, because a lot of times people have this impression that all Africans are the same. And while they share a lot of things in common, there are certainly some differences uh, 
on a macro level, in other words, West Africa versus East Africa, as well as a micro level, in other words, a, a Nigerian or somebody from Lagos, really, compared to somebody from Dar es Salaam. So we're going to get into all that in this episode, but let's start off with why you decided to go to, to uh, what attracted you to Nigeria in the first place, because I assume that in, in Iran, the reputation of Nigeria is about as fantastic as it is in the rest of the world. In other words, Nigeria's reputation is pretty bad worldwide. Is that right or am I wrong? Or is it seen as some sort of uh, Mecca? Yeah, thanks. So to answer your question, so the first question, I mean, how I end up being in, in Nigeria. So the thing is, I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't, that, I didn't get many options. So upon my graduation i was offered the position in nigeria i mean so there were no any other any other i mean choices for me and the thing is at that time i even i never had an idea about the nigeria and even africa i didn't i mean at that time i i didn't i, I couldn't imagine myself to be in africa so it was totally totally exciting and I, it was something that i never expected so I, I took the offer and then I start I, I moved to to Nigeria I mean despite of I, I mean not having any not ha despite of having a very basic information about the Africa uh, so hold on so l let me ask you a little bit about the reputation though I mean mm, does yeah. you made it sound like Nigeria doesn't have didn't have you had no impression of Africa or Nigeria you really didn't know much about it so so basically you're saying that in Iran people just don't know much about Africa at all or do they have a negative image of Nigeria a positive image Yeah from my uh, from my own point of view I mean the only picture that I had from Nigeria was the football team of the Nigeria So if if I mean whenever I wanted to remind of Nigeria so I would have recalled the Nigeria football team but this is not the general case for all the Iranians but but I mean majority of Iranian I mean, yes, they know I'm in Europe, they know I'm in America, I'm in North or South America, Asia, but they are not much into, I mean, Africa. So, I mean, not many Iranians, they, they know about Africa. And even, even, I mean, sometimes, even some of them, I mean, it's happened to me that some people even ask me that, I mean, Africa is the capital. So that shows that the level of, I mean, knowledge of the geography within Iranian in, in regarding Africa so is not that much. So when there is no such a, such understanding among Iranian in terms of Africa, there, there wouldn't be any perception of Africa. I mean, uh, either... I mean, it's going to be difficult for them to, I mean, to judge about Nigeria or Tanzania or Cameroon, whatever country in Africa. So many of them, I mean, many Iranians, they don't have much uh, uh, knowledge or they are not much into knowing about Africa. And the thing, yeah, and the thing is, many Iranian, I mean, there isn't that uh, because there are many Iranian that are trying to 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 migrate to other countries but they don't see africa as one of the destinations so that's why i mean if you ask them about the foreign countries so they may be more more knowledgeable in i mean regarding europe australia i mean us but i mean in africa i mean i don't think so i mean our people are very very much into getting to know about africa okay and then what is when you first got here was there something that kind of shocked you in when you first arrived in other words it sounds like you didn't have much expectation so maybe nothing shocked you uh yeah the, the thing is uh what i shocked at the beginning i mean it was i mean i i traveled through emirates so i mean when i while i was in the plane so i mean i could understand the 
the cabin crew I mean so I could communicate with them but what I shocked and what I realized as soon as I landed to Nigeria it was the language it was a totally different different English so it took me a qu quite a lot of time to to get to use that kind of accent mm. so it was the basis then I mean then I start I mean understanding so I mean at the beginning I, it was very difficult for me to recognize I mean the black African I mean so I took them all out the same so I couldn't recognize I mean if our security guard or I mean our cook or whatever so but I mean gradually I start I mean recognizing I gradually I start to see pretty pretty girls and, and handsome handsome I mean boys mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and and when you got there what was your assignment because you 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 said you you were fortunate and you got this this offer but i'm still not clear what you were actually doing there for those six years i think that you spent there yeah so there was so basically there was an there was an iranian company that they got a project in 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 nigeria so i was i moved there as a as a project engineer for the same project so we had we had the project in in southeast of nigeria what was the project it was a transmission line. It was it was for power sector projects. So it was a substation and transmission lines. This is the paradox about Nigeria is that you have uh, they have so much power, energy, especially not just solar energy, but of course that hits their land. But of course their petroleum is, is reserves are huge, and yet they have no electricity most places, and they have so much power cuts. It's incredible. How do you resolve that paradox? Yeah, th that's 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 a very correct observation. The thing is, I mean, Nigeria is, is is big. I mean, in terms of population, so there are over there are most two hundred million population, and they are really struggling to to I mean to develop the level of the electricity generation. So it's it's a big problem there, and uh, uh, so at the, at that time there were many companies. I mean that they were doing the same things that we used to do. Uh, but the thing is, uh, I mean, many of these projects, I mean, because of the level of the corruption that, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that which is, is still exists in, in Nigeria. So, I mean, many of them, they didn't, I mean, they, they didn't end up, I mean, to, to be commissioned. So there are many uncompleted projects. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so it's, which is affecting the people. Okay. And then w what did you kind of learn eventually that, took you a while to figure out about Nigerians that uh, took you let's say several weeks or months or even years to figure out that was not obvious when you first got there yeah. so what I I mean what I realized after the year being in Nigeria I I understood that I mean I mean in Nigeria but later on uh, I realized that that's it that's uh, the same case in all African countries few few I mean except very few of them that you need to be patient so if if you are impatient then i mean you don't i mean you cannot survive so the thing is you need to be patient and you need to understand the culture they have in africa and you need to so i mean you you cannot i mean you should i mean you should try to correct people but i mean you should not bother mu yourself much so i mean you better try to adopt yourself than than correcting others uh and we experienced that today. For example, we just we ordered a boat. It was supposed to come at eleven. Then they told us before you know, noon, and then it showed up at actually at one p.m. 
yeah yeah that, that's great i mean that that's part of the culture i mean as you said i mean there are different so i mean the timing is is part of the culture so when they say i mean certain time so they may not really mean that they're gonna they're gonna do it do it at that uh, particular time and that's a pan-african trait you're saying basically you've been to how many african countries approximately yeah i can uh like six countries okay. yeah and most of them were in west africa the or half and half I would say I mean how some in West Africa, East Africa, in Southern Africa. Okay. Yeah. And then so what other things besides uh their their the time it uh the time insensitivity or at least the need for you to have patience. What else did you kind of learn after years of living there? Mm. Yeah, so what another issue that I mean another understanding or another lesson that I learned in for living in 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 nigeria was that i mean so it makes me to 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 comprehend the level of the i mean development that we have in our own country and i mean i mean the security issue that i mean and the peace that we have in iran that we are experiencing in iran so those are things that people are are not uh, are really missing in many african countries so, so the issue of the security safety i mean an adequate level of infra infrastructure so these are things that are missing in many african countries uh but i mean in iran is is very i mean it's very normal i mean when you get up i mean in the morning and you get everything in order i mean you have your electricity your water your i mean your internet everything is working i mean so i mean you you already have basic things so is that true though in the big uh, just in tehran and the big cities or is it also true in the countryside yeah i would say and I would say in more than 90 percent of Iran so you get the basic level of I mean infrastructure so I mean by default I mean wherever you go I mean say uh, about 90 percent so I mean by default you would easily get I mean electricity water I mean internet telephones and and all this what did you love most about Iran I mean sorry <laughs> about uh, Nigeria so I think the learning that uh, it came out of the the Nigeria it was uh, it was the thing that I really loved because it's made me to understand the Africa and it's, it's paved the road for me to continue my life and my 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 career in in Africa so I mean Nigeria I mean could be I mean if you if you're gonna start a journey in Africa then so the Nigeria might be the last country that you you may want to visit because I mean is is really tough and I mean if you want to do business there if you want to leave there so so it made it made it easier for me I mean to to work and to live in Tanzania because I've already seen I've already seen divorce yeah. so but at the same time I mean you're I, I'm not sure if I completely agree with you because the sense that when you're saying to do business there it's really tough at the same time it's got the biggest market in Africa it's got the biggest economy 200 million people biggest country and so, as from a business perspective, it seems like there's few places in Africa that are better than Nigeria for giving you business opportunities. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the ease of doing business. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of resources. I mean, there are a lot of opportunities in, in Nigeria. But the ease of doing business is, is very difficult. So, I mean, if you want to put it in that context, then you would say, yeah, I mean, Rwanda is, I mean, there aren't, they don't get that level of resources and and all this but I mean the ease of doing business is much more easier in I mean I'm just giving you an example so in Rwanda is much more easier yeah but the I mean the opportunity is vast there are a lot of opportunities in in Nigeria 
but it's very tough and very competitive so yeah okay so then did you I mean now you have a little boy uh, that you're raising um, did you notice how Nigerians would raise their children or did you never get a chance to be that close to a Nigerian families and to see how Nigerian families raise their two three four-year-old children yeah I mean there are, there are I mean in Nigeria you get different different I mean there are different type of people with different uh, level of I mean incomes and I mean different level of I mean within their own society so there are different type of people I mean there are wealthy people that they can really afford and they send their kids into very good schools and at the same time there are poor people that I mean they cannot afford to send their, their kids to school so uh, so I mean yeah Help me understand one of the, to me one of the hugest paradoxes in in Africa is Nigeria. Nigerians in general can be incredibly ambitious, super hardworking, real go-getters. When they pursue education, they want not just a master's; they want the PhD. They and they don't just want any PhD. It's got to be from Oxford or Harvard or, you know, some of the best schools in the world. So there's this level of high achievement and hyper-competitiveness that you would think would be wonderful elements to have to create a super powerful country like Switzerland or, or Japan. And yet it's a completely dysfunctional country on so many levels. Uh, can you explain this paradox? Do you understand or have you not figured it out either? Uh, yeah, I think the thing is, I mean, it it take i mean not 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 only nigeria but for the for the rest of the africa it takes time for them to uh for them to to understand and to learn how to manage their resources so the thing is that africa been been aware of all these uh, i mean development that been happening in the rest of the world so i think for them is just go through the process so i mean the europe i mean us i mean america i mean asia they have already gone through the process so I think it's the same case with Africa. So it may take longer. Or I mean, I mean for sure it's gonna take longer. Maybe it may take longer than what it, it takes in what it took in 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 America and in Europe. But I think it's, it's part of the process. Yet yeah, they have they got a lot of resources. But is is for them to learn how to manage resources and how to overcome all these corruptions and all these. Uh, yeah, so is the, is the issue of the process and the time, so they cannot jump, so they cannot bypass, so they need to pass through. So you just think they've, it's just an evolutionary step as you, nation building, you just got to suck it up and go through it, and that's what they're suffering through right now. Yeah, that's that's my understanding, because, I mean, there are, there are levels that you need to pass through in order to be, I mean, mm, to I mean to where I mean where US is or where the Europe is I mean they never been like this I mean back to 304 years ago so they were also struggling they were also so I mean they passed through all the process I mean uh, so it, I, th I guess it's the same it's the same so people need to experience people need to to understand people need to to uh, to really appreciate things that they don't have and once I mean they once and they work toward it once they gain it once they receive it once they have it then they would appreciate it and then then they, they may they may not want to go back to what's what they had before what would what's the biggest myth that you would like to dispel about Nigeria uh, it's it's very difficult uh, there's all sorts of I mean I, I understand in Iran there's not that much discussion about it but 
in certainly uh, Europe and, and certainly in America, if people know about Nigeria, they have all sorts of ideas and you're going to get robbed, you're going to get mm. stolen, and there's all a bunch of crooks and et cetera. So uh, do, you th- do you think that there's certain myths behind that? Yeah, I, I what I would say is that the Nigeria Nigerian is a is a great nation, but the thing is they just need to be aligned. Um, I mean, it's it's a it can go. I mean, it can get worse and it can they can go in the wrong direction. But if they align, then they can really be the king of Africa. Do you think that that's going to happen? Do you are you optimistic about that? Uh, I cannot. Uh, I the, the thing is I mean I don't see I mean since 10 years ago that I was in Nigeria so if I I don't see much improvements so I don't see I don't see much uh, changes in the, I mean in the way that they used to do things so things still is going that the same way that they used to do it in 10 years ago so so maybe it's not the time for it Maybe in the future then. Uh, so then you went off to Iran, lived there for a couple of years, you got married, and then you came back to, in this case, came back to Africa and you went to Dar es Salaam. What, and it, th- was it also just the opportunity, the job opportunity, and was it also in the energy field? Yeah, it was the same. So, I mean, because I already had my background in Africa, so there was uh, st- there was another similar opportunity in, in, in Tanzania. Initially, I was offered uh, I was offered another opportunity in Nigeria again for the same company, but later on I was told that the op- the position is already filled. But they told me that there is a vacancy in in Tanzania, mm. which uh, uh, which I accepted. Then I moved to Tanzania. So what did you immediately see as differences that shocked you when you first arrived in Tanzania? Yeah, so is Tanzania? I mean, I would say is is I mean is totally different than than Nigeria. I mean. Because I mean, uh, so the thing is, I mean, in Nigeria, Tanzania is more developed. I mean, comparing so let's say, I mean, comparing Dar es Salaam with uh, I mean, I would say with Lagos. So I mean, the lifestyle is much more better than than uh, Lagos. I mean, is is much more cheaper than Lagos or Abuja, and so you can do more. You can socialize more in Dar es Salaam than Nigeria so you see more I mean expatriate I mean roaming in the cities that you don't see these kind of things in, in Nigeria yeah, the issue of the security I mean I mean is not in Nigeria is a big thing in Nigeria the security but in Tanzania I mean you, you somehow feel secure uh, so it's a, so it's it's much more manageable to stay with the family in 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 Tanzania than in Nigeria. Yeah. And then what about the pace of life? Would you say that the Nigerians are far more hungry than the Tanzanians, or would you say that they're about the same? Uh, I would say that I mean, if we compare, uh, the thing is, I mean, Nigeria. If we should compare, I mean, we should not should compare apple with apple i mean nigeria is 200 million country so tanzania is 200 million people yeah i'm sorry yeah 200 million people and tanzania is 40 50 million people so then i mean it's going to be i mean mean, it's not going to it's not going to be a right i mean comparison to compare them 
Right. Uh, what I what I want to say is, uh, yeah, let's compare big cities to big cities. In fact, one thing that both countries have in common is that their capital city is actually much smaller than their biggest city. In the case of uh, Nigeria, it's uh, Abuja is the capital, and Lagos is a big city. In Tanzania, the big city is Dar es Salaam. The capital is Dodoma. Uh, Dodoma. So let's uh, compare big city with big city. Lagos and Dar es Salaam. Yeah, then uh, I would say, I mean, the, the level of the poverty that you may see in Lagos is much more higher than what you see in, in, in Dar es Salaam. So, uh, you, so you don't see, I mean, there are many, many, I mean, poor people that you see in Lagos that may not, you may not see such, I mean, such a things in, in, in Dar es Salaam. Still, there are poor people in Dar es Salaam, but not the same, not the same level and the same, I mean, the same stuff that you may see in Lagos. Now, what keeps you coming back to Africa? Why don't you just say, oh, screw Africa, I'm just going to go off and go to Asia or, you know, East Asia or mm. one of the Americas? What, why did you keep coming back? Yeah. So for me, it has, has a lot to do with my, with my career and with my job. Uh, but the thing is, I've been in Africa since two, two, ten, 10 years ago. So uh, I, I take this, I mean, as my home. So. I don't feel that I'm I'm not living in home, so I'm living. I don't take this that I'm living in overseas, so I don't get that feeling. But I mean, but I mean, I'm okay. I mean, if if I get a chance, I mean, to move to Asia or, or I mean, so I mean, I don't mind as long as I mean we can make a good life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and uh, which country did you enjoy living in more so far? Uh, would you say Dar es Salaam was, uh, or you know, Tanzania more? livable than Nigeria or at least compared to big cities yeah yeah for sure I mean Tanzania as I said uh, and particularly Dar es Salaam is much more better than I mean Abuja Abuja is kind of administrative city so it's difficult to stay there with the family uh, so Lagos I mean I mean it's is I mean is more manageable but I mean things are totally different in in Tanzania so the people are different uh, so I mean and you, you, I mean, you feel more safer and more secure in in Tanzania. What kind of person, if should go to Africa or should consider going to Africa? What kind of skill sets or mentality would do well here in the continent? If, if somebody's listening to this and saying, "Hey, you know, I don't know if I should go out there," and you know, I've got a job offer, or should I pursue this? What what kind of what kind of skill set would you say is is good? Somebody would thrive and really enjoy it here. Uh, I would say if I mean for the people that they are just th that they are fresh to Africa so then Nigeria is going to be difficult for them to if they want to do their own business if they want to establish their own business but I mean if I mean if they go I mean as, a, as an employee and if I mean if they are on, on a good pay and if they're gonna work for a good company then I would say I mean it's good I mean if if you want to make some saving I mean at the beginning of your career so then Nigeria could be a good option. Mm. Um, I guess you would also recommend that they have a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's something that I mean they I mean the thing is that they they should lower the level of the expectation. I mean I mean things is not is not happening the way that is I mean is is, is happening in the other part of the world. So I mean it's the matter of understanding the culture, so it's not the only of the, the patience. So, I mean, there are many things that has to do with the culture, with the national culture of the 
Nigeria that should be understood. Uh, so th- in order to make the life easier for the people, especially the expatriate, where they are living in Nigeria. Otherwise, I mean, you're going to keep fighting with people. I mean, you're going to keep get yourself angry before, I mean, for nothing. Because, I mean, uh, in, I, I mean, in, in not in Nigeria, in many African countries, things doesn't work, I mean, as you expected. I mean, so you wake up in the morning and you don't get the basic things. I mean, you, you don't get your water, you don't get your electricity, you don't get your internet. So, I mean, these are things that you get by default, I mean, and you don't need to fight for them. But, I mean, in Africa, you need to fight for these basic things. So when it comes to the business, then it's going to be more, I mean, it's going to be more, I mean, uh, people are going to more, I mean, struggle because, uh, you, I mean, apart doing running your own business, you need to take care of the basic things on a daily basis, so which makes the business very difficult. So you need to understand these, these I mean, these issues that you're going to face. So, I mean, you need to overcome the basic things. You need to be able to manage the basic things. Then you will reach to the stage that you're going to now run your own business. But it seems like there could be a lot of money to be made if you're willing to put up those fights. Yeah, uh, you, you, may, you, may, you may make a lot of money, but you may also lose a lot of money. So it depends on, it's, it's, very much, it's very much has to do with the individual. Um, I, mean, I mean, how smart you are in doing the business and so yeah i mean there, there have been people that they have in, in spended and invested a lot of money and they may they end up with nothing and yes there are people that who can be the sweet case and no i mean they have their own company their own business and they have I mean, over hundreds of people employees so it works it works both ways mm. yeah and so if you could live anywhere else in africa if you had another assignment and you could change is there any top ones on the wish list there mm. Yeah, if uh, I mean within Africa context, I would say uh, Tanzania. Yeah, I mean if I'm gonna be, I mean working and living in Africa, then yeah, I would rather prefer to be in Tanzania. But if you, but if you have another assignment, that pick, a, would you pick South Africa, Namibia, or you know Algeria? Yeah, if I'm if I'm given the option to choose, I mean, and Tanzania is one of the options, then I'm gonna go for Tanzania. Wow, so you really do yeah. really appreciate it here. Uh, Give us some more uh, insight into the Tanzanian culture that you really love or what makes you want to keep staying here. Because Dar es Salaam is, to me, I mean, it's a nice city, but it's just so hot. So <laughs> you, you, I've got to really, really like a place to put up with the heat of Dar es Salaam. It's incredibly humid 24-7, 365. Yeah, the issue of the weather, we are, we are somehow uh, used to it, so it doesn't bother us much. Uh, one thing that I don't like much is I mean moving from one place to another because I mean when you start getting to know people then I mean and moving from one place to another I mean is is gonna be sometimes it's gonna be damaging to yourself and to your family so uh, I would rather to settle down somewhere uh, I mean somewhere I mean in a, in a good good I mean or decent country uh, I mean in Africa context then it's gonna be I mean Tanzania I think it's gonna be a good option uh, so, sorry, what was the other question? Uh, no, I'm uh, just curious if you were, if you had, you know, if you want to go somewhere else mm-hmm. and, 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 and travel as a, as a visitor, just curious, where is top, let's say, tourist destination? Forget about living, tourist, how uh, about that? In Africa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah then I would say Tunisia. 
uh, Morocco, Seychelles, Mauritius, Madagascar. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all very good yeah. choices. It's true. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your time today, and uh, I wish you the best of luck here in Dar es Salaam and Tanzania and uh, for your family and everything. Yeah, thanks, Francis, and I hope you will enjoy your stay in you will enjoy your rest of your stay in Tanzania and you will you will leave the Tanzania with the very good memories. Thank you. And that concludes this week's episode of the WanderLearn podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Here at the WanderLearn podcast, we explore travel, technology, and transformation. Now, we can't do it without your help, and I'm just going to ask you for one simple favor. All you got to do is subscribe to this, share it with your friends, review it, and send me lots of money. How hard is that? Simple. Seriously, if you'd like to see the show notes for this episode and any other episode, go to wanderlearn.com. It's always listed to the most recent episodes are first. Find out where my shop is. And if you want to help out the show a little bit, buy something from my shop. If you want to sponsor the show, you can send me an email at ft at francistafon.com. That would be great. And finally, this show was edited by Rejoice Tapon, and the music was done by David Hamilton. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.